Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. Now, we humans tend to complicate many, many aspects of life, things that should be very simple. So in in this episode, number 72, we're going to simplify the quest for a longer and a richer health span. And we all want more vitality. We all want to feel better longer and live out um, our purpose in life. So we're going to use an actionable acronym uh, called HOPE, H-O-P-E. Now, this is information that can increase your vitality and take the stress out of being healthy. Well, if you're listening to Vitality Made Simple, you obviously want a longer and more vibrant health span. Now, we talk about health span versus lifespan. Health span is the number of years that you feel good, that you're able to live your life uninhibited uh, by chronic illnesses that slow you down or keep you from doing things. So think of your vitality or your health span as this big canvas. Now, this canvas is it's blank and you get to do with it what you want to. We're not going to look back with what you know we've done in the past or what's happened to us in the past. We're, we're not going to worry about genetics. We're only going to think about this canvas as what we actually have control over. So if you turn this canvas over, you're probably going to see a frame. You know, on any beautiful picture uh, on, on the back, there's a frame that sort of holds the canvas together. And that frame is essential for uh, the canvas to be stretched. So we're going to think about the frame today as hope. Now, way back in episode one, I addressed epigenetics. You know, so many people like to look at their genetics and think that they are bound by those genetics. But that's the good news of epigenetics. You have a lot of control over the genes that that get turned on and the genes that get turned off. So that's all we're going to worry about. We're not going to think about the things we can't change. We don't want to worry and fret. We want to take the stress out of feeling great. We want to enjoy our lives. In order to have our canvases well-framed, they have to be held together uh, with a fundamentally good design. And that's where hope comes in. You know, it's far too easy in our world to look for some kind of pill. You know, it could be a supplement. Lots of, pe- lots of people take handfuls of supplements. Or it could be a pharmaceutical uh, that we look to to solve our health challenges. You know, we, we're tempted to look for some, you know, secret herb from the Amazon or some type of exercise machine that will, you know, re- require like 30 seconds a day and keep us, you know, feeling great and looking great. But, you know, those silver bullets or magic potions, you know, while they might have some benefits, they're certainly not the frame of the canvas. And they'll work better if the basics are covered first. Also, when you cover the non-negotiable basics, you're going to have a less need for a doctor. You're going to have fewer 
emergencies, you know, fewer illnesses. But when you do need a doctor, you're going to have improved outcomes. When you're doing your part, you're going to improve your doctor's outcomes. And as I often say, it's never just one thing. We always like to focus on uh, the way our bodies were designed. So we have to have a firm foundation of the basics. So we're going to talk about the four points that stretch the canvas, the things that stretch your health span, stretch your ability, and that that's hope. So for the four points of hope, we're going to talk about hydration, original food, play in physical movement, and an eternal biblical perspective. So let's start with hydration. I've talked about optimal hydration in two previous podcasts. Uh, Very recently in episode 68, where we looked at how dehydration impacts blood sugar. Now that was a big surprise to me. I sort of discovered that by accident as I keep track of my own fasting blood sugar, and then researched how that you know, why that was impacted. And then way back, um, we talked about, we explored how essential optimal hydration is to brain function. That that includes memory, mood, and mobility. And I think that was probably about episode six. So revisit Revisit those if you want to know more. But hydration is something that is so basic that it's so easily ignored. Now, the problem is chronic unintentional dehydration. Now, this is not being out in the desert, you know, croaking like you see on so many movies where you're just, you know, your body's weak. No, this is when you're going about your day and you're not really that thirsty, But if you do want something to drink, you grab something that's so delicious and so readily available, like coffee or a glass of tea or a glass of wine or, you know, just something rather than pure water. Now, it's really super important for a long-term health span to be very intentional about absolutely drinking water. And it's not as easily as it sounds. There are lots and lots of experts who... uh, estimate that three out of four Americans are chronically, unintentionally dehydrated. And it's probably the same for wherever you live. Now, you want to aim for about one half of your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, think about drinking, say, 75-ish ounces of pure water every day. And if you can drink some good filtered water that filters out chlorine, filters out fluoride, that is better. But the goal is water. Keep it simple and realize that unless you're thinking about it, you're probably dehydrated. And you know that is going to impact your body's ability to, to withstand all kinds of stress. Of It's important for detoxification. It's important for your mood. It's important for every single thing. And that's just very foundational and easily overlooked. I'll have patients come in and they'll ask me about you know, something they heard about. And we'll talk about that. And then then I always go back and say, well, tell me about your water consumption. And so often they're like, ugh, it's terrible. You know, so, so always stick with the basics. The, the second basic in the HOPE acronym is original food. So the goal within original food is to optimize your gut biome. Now, that is in that that starts with a real food fiber. So, 
it's a process. You you know, you want to start low and go slow. But if you start with, you know, hydration and then you start adding some real food fiber to your world, you're going to be amazed at how much better you're going to feel. I'm going to talk more about soluble and insoluble fiber next week. And I'm going to introduce you to one of my very, very, very favorite dead guys, uh, Dr. Dennis uh, Burkett. He was originally from Ireland and... Um, you know, grew up, you know, wanting to be anything but a dentist or doctor. But then, of course, he became a doctor. And his motto was um, big stools, small hospitals, small stools, big hospitals. So we're going to take a deep dive next week into soluble and insoluble fiber and how that's going to help you need the hospital less and how uh, great you can feel when you optimize your, uh, your fiber intake. Now, you know, big stools, small hospitals, and small stools, big hospitals is really a genius statement. And um, it's based on lots of observation on Dr. Um, Burkett's part, but it's absolutely proved to be true now as we look at DNA in the gut and the microbiome. So for original food, where do you start? Number one, start with eating more food that you recognize. Look for things, uh, food foods without labels. So there you are on the um, exterior part of the grocery store, you know, things that you can grow yourself, you know, plant a few things in your garden. It can be herbs. It can be a few potatoes or tomatoes, you know, foods, you want to eat more foods that have minimal or no processing, foods that are easily recognizable without a lot of ingredients. When something has a nutrition label, you probably need to be aware. Or if it has a lot of of ingredients that you can't pronounce or don't know what they are. That's a bad sign. So if you just start with, think about original food is um, is food that you, maybe your great-grandparents would have eaten or would have recognized. That is a great, great place to start in when you, if you want to increase your health span. Um, of course, you want to minimize sugar. Sugar is a processed food. Uh, if you want a sweet want something sweet, you want to think about fruit, you want to think about a little bit of local honey. There that's just a, you know, kind of a place to get started. You'll you'll be very very surprised how your taste buds adapt and how you're eventually going to enjoy food much more because you're going to enjoy um more basic foods. And, you know, when you can, of course, eat organic, I just like to take the stress out. I don't want to put a lot of of restrictions on people. It's a start low, go slow. If you, you know, if you're eating most of your meals through a window, then just first start with eating a few less meals through a window, because these are very basic. But if you are concerned about organic, uh, you might want to look up the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. There are some foods that are important to eat uh, organic. Uh, other foods, you know, don't matter as much. But you don't, either way, you want to be sure and just wash your foods, uh, your fruits and vegetables in, in vinegar. That's really good. This, you know, you want to minimize herbicides, pesticides. I talked about glyphosate uh, back in episode 19. I feel, you know, my opinion and based on my experience and based on my education, you know, you don't have to be this strict person who eats like a caveman. Um, you want sustainable strategies. You want you, you want fewer rules and fewer rules if you just think, you know, what's original food? That's going to make you um, make your decisions easier 
and give you less stress. So you're going to hydrate, you're going to eat original food. And then the P of hope is uh, play and more physical movement. I encourage you to find something that you enjoy. You know, play is good in and of itself. I mean, that is going to make everybody feel better. And if you find something active, you know, it's just, you know, double a double whammy. Uh, I've started playing pickleball. Now, you know, the whole world is playing pickleball. If no matter what country you're in out there, you're probably um if you're if you're able to hear this, you've probably heard of pickleball. It's so much fun. I'm just in this little beginner league and the people are so nice. I've loved I played a lot of ping pong through my life, basketball, I love to garden. You know, find something you like. I have several friends that we love to do walk and talks and um you know Mix it up, make it fun. And if you're not moving much right now, start low and go slow. You know, think about just something you enjoy. Even if you start out, you know, with play and physical movement by watching some some funny, you know, YouTubes. I mean, laughing is a good workout, but you want to find something that gets you moving. In terms of health span, uh, there's a term called functional movement. Now, by definition, functional movement is a movement sequence based on real life, real world situations. And and I've talked a lot about in Vitality Made Simple about the essentiality of thinking about what you want to be able to do. You know, as you move forward, regardless of what age you are, you want to keep doing what you enjoy doing. So if you enjoy gardening, you want to keep gardening. If you enjoy snow skiing, you want to keep snow skiing. If you have, you know, grandchildren, whatever it is, I mean, little children, uh, you know, at my stage in life, you know, Mike and I want to be able to uh, put a 30 pound carry on suitcase into the overhead bin and go somewhere. Um, I want to be able to get in the floor and play with little kids. Don't have any grandkids yet, but you know, I want to be able to, when I get there, um, I want to be able to toilet myself. Oh my goodness. In my dental practice, I had, you know, often had a patient who would get up in the night, um, be unsteady on their feet and have an accident in the bathroom. Uh, you know, that's, that's very basic, but it's something you have to think about. So you want to incorporate play and physical movement into your world so that you keep your glutes strong and so that you're able to, you know, squat and you're able to pick up things and you're able to be steady on your on your feet. You know, historically, uh, people around the world have done these things because they didn't have a lot of the modern conveniences like we do now, such as toilets, and those muscles didn't get worked. But now we have to be very, very intentional about this. And even a little bit matters. So to uh, to stretch our canvas, we're going to hydrate, we're going to uh, eat original food, we're going to find a way to play and physically move. And the E is an eternal biblical perspective. So, you know, no matter, I think this is super important. And um, no matter how astute any of us are at slowing aging, we're not going to make it 
out of this world alive. And I, I hear so much about that in a lot of the um, anti-aging classes I take. And as I've said, you know, I think anti-aging is very much of a misnomer because we're all going to age. We we want to slow it down. Obviously, we want to, you know, there's such a, we want to be on the, uh, the young end of our age. There's chronological age and there's biological age. Chronological age, you can't change. So we can't worry about that. Uh, that's the year you were born. But biological age is um, a function of your metabolism. It's a function of, you know, inflammation in your body. It's a function of your physical fitness, of your gut health, of your mental capacity. So that's what we want to concentrate on. I hear so often people say, oh, it's the end of aging. And I seriously think, well, they must be crazy or deceptive, you know, trying to sell something very expensive because, you know, it's, we're not going to end aging. We're all going to die. And that's why it's so important to uh, nurture an eternal biblical perspective that is absolutely essential to navigate in this world. So I would encourage you to to read the Bible. Salvation, you know, through Jesus Christ is very, very simple. It's often overcomplicated by people, but um, you know, I, I only rely on God's word. In, in Romans ten nine, it says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Now, that's all there is to it. So that's all there is to nurturing that uh, eternal biblical perspective. You can be very sure that when you die, you will have an eternal life in heaven. You know, I've personally learned that uh, living in view of eternity really lessens much of the stress in life. I'm personally dealing with uh, a cancer uh, leukemia diagnosis. I feel great. I don't have any symptoms. But yet, you know, you do think about that. But everybody's got some kind of diagnosis. It's not just me. We are all going to spend... um, eternity somewhere. And I would just encourage you to spend time in your Bible each and every day. It's really nourishment for your body and for your soul and your spirit. It will literally wash your mind um, and and help you have less stress. The, it, it, there's just a, it's an amazing regenerative power uh, that you get with spending time in God's Word. And it's all you need. You can let the Holy Spirit be your teacher. You don't need to worry about um, earning it. It's a free gift. So uh, an eternal biblical perspective is the E in hope. In closing, I just want to encourage you to take this HOPE ac- acronym. Make sure you stay hydrated. Make sure you you know eat say at least 80-90% original food. Uh, make f- sure you find ways to m- have more physical movement and play more. And then uh, the E, of course, is to develop an eternal biblical perspective. You know, you don't have to be from Oklahoma to know that we humans like to complicate things. You know, whether it's food, whether it's faith, whether it's friendships, you name it, we complicate things. Uh, it, It was Albert Einstein who famously said, you know, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, then you probably don't understand it yourself. And that is so true. Being healthy does not have to be uh, complicated. So, but it's normal to make it complicated because there's lots of people selling lots of things, selling lots of uh, of really false hope. But uh, we don't want to be normal. We don't want to live in that usual and that regular pattern. You know, normal in our world is very stressful. It's it's what is familiar and 
but it's usually not good. Consider what normal is in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. You know, this is in preparing for this podcast, it made me think about uh, how Jesus addressed our tendency to make simple things difficult. Uh, in Matthew 23, he was talking to the Pharisees and he was, you know, calling them blind guides. He said, You strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. And I thought that was very appropriate. Of course, he was talking to them about being judgmental hypocrites and ignoring mercy uh, and ignoring the simplicity of the gospel. But we often parallel this with our health and vitality. We often think that we have to spend a bunch of money for something fancy and complicated in order to feel good. But I encourage you to start with the basics. Just remember, health does not need to be confusing, expensive, and no fun. This is a very actionable acronym. Uh, Hopes, stay hydrated, eat real food as much as possible, find time for physical activity, you know, play and nurture an eternal biblical perspective. Thank you for joining me for episode 72 of Vitality Made Simple. Together, let's take the stress out of being healthy. Now, we're now in 704 cities and 63 countries. Welcome, Turkey, this week. Um, so uh, thanks to you. It's just thanks to you. Thanks to you. I uh, Please keep sharing. Please keep subscribing. Um, and thank you for listening. Blessings until next time.